0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
2: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
1: Long-term, I think the club would like to be back uh, on the European level. I don't think it's the right time now to put any date or specific date on that. Um, But for me, more importantly, it's about focusing on the short-term, which is Brighton at the weekend. We need to start winning football matches again and uh, moving up the table. So that's the short-term goal. And um, in terms of Liverpool, again, I don't think this press conference should be about any other club but Aston Villa. think we have to show respect to our supporters. Um, I think everyone knows around the world what Liverpool means to me, but the focus and my commitment is very much on Aston Villa. And I said last week in a one-to-one that I'm all in and I can promise our supporters that's the case.
0: Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast It's something for the weekend time We are back after another international break Joining me to discuss uh, The Brighton game And uh, the new dawn Of uh, Gerard uh, Mr Chris Budd Welcome back Hello, how are you? Yes, not too bad. I've been away for the last week, just visiting family, so not getting knee deep in Gerard. I I've thought I'd save that until uh, we are back from the international break. If you are unfamiliar with the show, this is our uh, little catch up for the weekend. Uh, we've done a patron's uh, extra podcast on our first reactions to uh, Stephen Gerard uh, taking over and the situation uh, that surrounded that, but uh, we'll talk properly about him on the main. Show show, but uh, we'll certainly uh, talk about his announcement uh, and uh, the context of that to the Brighton game in this one, but normally uh, this is just the catch-up for the weekend, as the title suggests, and we uh, wax lyrical in the main show. So we like to uh, bring uh, ourselves up to speed with a villa minute. (laughs) So, uh, who's sponsoring this week? It's Swatch. They've sent red watches, though. Uh, I said, can you make them uh, Steven Gerrard-themed if you want to sponsor the show? And they sent two red watches for us. So, uh, I'm going to have to send them back. I don't know why they sent them red. Uh, is it something to do with Steven Gerrard? I don't know.
2: Anyway. Three, two, one, let's go. When you're trying to prevent five consecutive losses, it's best not to concede a goal in the first two minutes. Adam Armstrong's goal for Southampton on Bonfire Night sealed the five-game losing stain that was enough for Christian Perslow to trigger the ejector seat. Not even Leon Bailey finally making his first start could save Smith. Six weeks after Villa beat United at Old Trafford for the first time in 12 years, bizarrely, Dean Smith with Craig Shakespeare are fired off in a cannon to Norwich, while Liverpool's next manager takes the detour,
0: aka Stepping Stone,
2: from Rangers to become Villa's new head coach. Gary McAllister returns to the Villa Park to assist Stephen Gerrard alongside hotly tipped coach Michael Beale. Gerrard brings his entire backroom team from Ibrox, while Nanny McPhee, Aaron Danks, and Neil Cutler all stay at the club. Meanwhile, during the international break, Matty Cash made his much awaited debut for Poland. John McGinn helped steer Scotland to the World Cup playoffs. Emmy Martinez and Torres. Mings help their countries qualify for Qatar, with Villa's captain netting his first international goal in England's 10-0 San Marino demolition job. With inter- international breaks now over until March, it's time to go on with Villa's new dawn under Stephen Gerrard, who says he's all in. Ooh. Are you all in? Uh, ask me at 2 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see with the team sheet.
0: <laughs> There's kind of a mixed reaction to this Gerrard appointment, uh, which is understandable, because his DNA is so intrinsic with Liverpool That's, I mean, that's half the reason why he probably had to go north of the border to get a managerial job. I think it was a wise move, anyway. And he did, and he did well when he was there. You can go to a championship club like uh, like Frank Lampard did, but that's a bit of a baptism of fire. I think uh, Rangers is an easy wicket in terms of, uh, you know, it's a two horse race. You also get that experience of that big derby, and uh, you also get within quick time uh, experience of European football as well as a manager. So. uh, In that respect, all good, but in terms of levels, uh, we we shall see. I mean, some people point to the fact that he only won a title, he didn't pick up any of the cups or anything, which uh, could say uh, there's a point there, but, uh, you know, he's learning his craft, and that's, I think, how we will look back at those three years. It's foundations, isn't it? It doesn't matter about silverware or whatever. He did the crowning thing, which was break Celtic's ten potential uh, 10 consecutive titles, so job done in that respect. And also, the
2: disparity of where they were when he took over, they were mess still from all the previous financial problems to where they are now they're in a much you know firmer footing they're in a good position for whoever you know comes in
0: yeah uh, well they did an announcement uh, at villa park uh, they did the press conference at villa park i think it was in the directors suites instead of uh, the body more job uh, where they it was got half press conference half announcement uh, un- unveiling shall we say uh, i mean you know the usual stuff big club blah 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 uh interestingly said there's a motto at the club be prepared i thought they got rid of that one <laughs> yeah but
2: that's have a a, a re, uh, rebrand again yeah bring it back
0: yeah was it, it was tom fox got rid of that i think if my memory serves me right when we uh got relegated clearly showed we weren't <laughs> yeah when it, when it was obvious that it was a lie <laughs> <laughs> like blatantly obvious we it was obvious before but now it, then it was blatantly it took obvious 5 years to get rid of it then basically uh, favorite bits. I mean, uh, of this press conference, my favorite bit was probably uh, Gerard kind of making light of the uh, Christian Purslay link. Uh, Villa CEO was obviously, uh, I think he was like general manager or yeah. running running Liverpool back in the day when. Uh, Gerard was uh, was playing he said people on the outside maybe think me and Christian are best mates and that we go to the cinema together but that's not the case I've known Christian for the past decade and we've bumped into each other on a few occasions I expect nothing from Christian than when I played Real Honesty the Truth Constructive Criticism and a I nice fear paycheck that, well that comes with the uh, territory nowadays I mean the general vibe I get from Gerard that is it's no messing down to business there's yeah. no uh song and dance it's kind of uh, i mean he always talked about information getting the information through to players uh i think he's kind of I don't think he's going to be complicated, is he? It's uh, I think it's kind of clear cut, and just from his approach, it seems like he's going to be ass kicking uh, a few of these yes. players.
2: Yeah, there'll be a, there'll be an intensity about him, and sort of a, I think you, you mentioned before we recorded about now like, like a sort of a steeliness that obviously he always had as a player, and he'll probably instill into the, his his teams as a as a manager as well.
0: Yeah, and I think a less of a warm approach than maybe Smith. That like if you. I think he's, you know, reading between his between the lines of what he kind of says is, you know, he'll give it his all for you, and he'll give you the best conditions possible, and you expect that in return, uh, uh, you know, the attitude, similar attitude uh, in return, or else, uh, you know, see you later. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he said there's no it's going to be a, there's no excuses in this building, didn't he? That was one of the first things he said.
0: Yeah, it's a cliche to say fresh slate, new manager. I mean that's that that comes, you know, that's what happens every time. But interestingly, when he was asked about the uh, the captaincy, uh, it was almost like, well, Mings and uh, McGinn are kind of on a trial period. Normally, well, not normally, but you could. S- expect them him to say, well, you know, you know, to the end of the year, we, we, it's the same, you know, captaincy. But it actually suggested it's a trial uh, period, so everybody's on their toes from yeah. the off. Well, good, that's what it has to be for now. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, the question mark... Like the you know Leon Bailey's and Buendier, in terms of attitude and in terms of uh, what is Gerard's tolerance for let's say the glitter players that potentially uh, bring you attacking edge, but if he'll he'll probably want more of an all round effort, won't he? In terms of defending as a team,
2: yes, and Certainly, with the, the, some of the tactical pieces that have done the rounds about Rangers, where they hunt in packs. And their they, their press is really like very much from the front, and everybody does it as a team. So rather than Villa, you know, Villa's back four getting slated, I think Gerrard will really implement. This is a, a unit, you know, all, all ten play, you know, all ten outfield players will have to defend as a unit, as opposed to just relying on Mings and concert to head everything out.
0: I think Buendia does a, a reasonably good pressing job anyway in midfield. Bailey question marks on the evidence so far in terms of his effectiveness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he's the kind of player anyway I would, uh, you know, for example, if we're defending set pieces, I would have him uh, standing at the halfway yeah, line. Yeah, game as far away from it as possible. So it'd be interesting to see uh, from the first corner we have to defend uh, if, uh, if Gerard's uh, everybody back kind of philosophy or, or if there is an out ball for a change.
2: Yeah, and I just their, their general, you know, he won't have you know, implemented too many patterns of play or anything yet, but you'd have thought he'll say, well, this is the shape we're playing. This is the, the loose way I want us to play. I've had those meetings this week. I think he'd have only had sort of two days with the player, so I'd imagine the the majority of his work would have been just about defensive shape and.
0: Because um, yeah. I think you know, obviously Villa have played a few formations under Smith, and so it's it's not really uh, an issue of uh, them adapting to anything in particular. It's no. just that I think because there'd been so much switching and changing that uh, players had like kind of lost their fundamental role and you know, where everything is normally uh, second nature, that kind of went out the window. So as soon as players started playing in that three centre-back routine what is uh instinct suddenly became something there to think about and uh, that's where it started to go wrong with players being pulled out of position and that telepathic well they say telepathic but it was a reasonably decent uh, centre-back pairing it's, like, it's like and, instinctive isn't it people didn't they weren't It yeah. felt
2: like you know a lot of sort of square pegs around holes and we'd, we'd mentioned about people being overcoached and almost too much information
0: yeah and having to think about what the next play was when you know from a dead ball situation yeah. uh so we'll, we'll, i think it'll be a bit more simpler and uh as dan rogers likes to say football is a simple game yeah from uh, persolo's point of view uh, in the press conference he, he did mention the five-year plan and uh obviously we're three years into that plan and uh I think it's fair enough where we are at the moment, Mm -hmm. considered where we started. So Smith could argue, well, in terms of a five-year plan, we're kind of all right as the the the, crow flies. Yeah, the wider (laughs)
2: narrative, as they say.
0: I think this is the action. I mean, I still think it's premature, but was it a case of nipping it in the bud? I think so because uh, i mean we've said on previous shows uh, while there are a lot of mitigate, mitigating circumstances from poor preseason preparation to injuries to uh, key players coming in fairly late on the fact is we didn't set ourselves out to be hard to beat while we waited for these players to get back i think the the move to 3 at the back The three centre backs was certainly a shift to player formation that compensated for us not having, uh, let's say, our full arsenal of attacking players. And it was work, you know, it seemed to be working against, uh, you know, likes of Chelsea. And that was in its embryonic stage, where you actually saw we were creating chances and having a a bit of a control of the ball further up the pitch. And then against United, it worked. And then it just, uh, as we've said before, I think teams. Worked out how to hurt us playing that formation and uh, did so. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see. I think Gerard will f- find one formation and pretty much you know stick to it. So it's a well-drilled team.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, nobody knows, you know, what his team sheet's going to be. You think there'll be certain things will probably be, could be predictable in terms of, I think, the defence and the goalkeeper. But further forward, no one's got a clue. So it's going to be really interesting in terms of, A, who's available, and then, B, who he chooses to select.
3: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: In terms of the uh, injuries uh, from what we got from the press conference I think it's just Sanson and Louise that uh, definitely won't be figuring uh, in the match day squad. So the the fact that Ings is back that's a, that's a definitely a plus. I think we could have done with him uh, the last few games, yeah,
2: and it'd be interesting, of course, to see if he tries to play Watkins as part of a three, or a,
0: if he just plays In- uh, Ings on his own, or Watkins on his own. Who knows? I think that's the big decision. I think that's what defines it because it's because you've you've got two of your best players there, certainly by price tag, and uh, the decision is: are you trying to get them both into the team, or do they actually naturally fit into the best team? That is the the main question. That's a challenge, now. isn't it? Because You can't have you know your best players not playing. Normally, uh, big teams have an you know embarrassment of riches, so they've pretty got all their matchday squad is their best players. Villa aren't actually at that stage yet, so it's not as if uh, that matchday squad is all of the level of Ings and Watkins. That's just not the case. So they do kind of at the moment anyway uh, stand out as. uh, potentially uh, two of our you know top five players mm-hmm. uh, you, you could probably say so that's probably the first decision gerard has to make in terms of unless you know if he's going to play as he did against, uh, as he did with rangers then uh, which was kind of a 4-3-3 was it not yeah it would it would flip between a
2: 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1 he might even go with that where he plays two two sort of deeper line midfielders and he might unleash someone like a McGinn and play him in the middle of a front three off ings so you'd play sort of, you know, uh, well, I mean, Louise isn't fit, but you could, for example, play a Ramsey or someone next to a camber slightly deeper and then unleash McGinn in sort of like a number 10, Watkins out wide and a Buendia off Danny Ings, which might be a slightly more balanced way of doing it.
0: I think one thing I think we will find out is uh, if Ramsey's the real deal. Because I think if he is, because Gerard will give him a bit more courage of his convictions, mm-hmm. then he might... Uh, you might see him, you know, have a have a proper run, but actually, with uh, let's say a license and an encouragement to be a bit more potent and impact the game more. Rather, I mean, to me, he just felt like he was. Uh There was a bit of sentimentality about it. Yes. But in this case, this will be like, right, you're good enough. So go for it. Don't, don't be shying away from, you know, taking a shot. Don't be passing on responsibility, uh, you know, when you're around the 18 yard box. It's, you know, take it on. Because Gerard, I mean, fuck me. I mean, some of this, the amount of goal, long range attempts and Ramsey's you know proven he's got a shot on him and he's you know he's got the technique and it's just as I said courage of his convictions and uh, you might see a player jump up uh, a few levels because if Gerrard tells him he's good he's going to believe that
2: I think so and, and that would apply to all of the midfield kind of unit you know collective we don't know someone like McGinn might get a bit of a, a kick up the ass because his form for Scotland's been brilliant his form for Villa's been should we say patchy yeah. Um you know even even, even yeah young guys like Mweka, he might get a little bit of an, another Another gear to go into, perhaps in his development. Someone like Sansom, if and when he ever gets fit, you never know he might come. to the floor. I think someone like Louise will get a, a real, a real boost because I think Louise he has the look of someone who will actually respect Gerard, who will look up to him. Was you always had you always had an inkling that he wouldn't didn't have quite the same level of respect for Smith.
0: I mean, the reason why I, I, I say Ramsey, it's just it's you know it's a similar uh, career yep. curve to uh, Gerard in terms of being you know the young homeboy so to speak so that's in terms of finding out if he's the real deal and if he is then having uh, a manager who's actually walked that path will uh, be a, a huge help to him yes and uh, with a game first game up when you've got uh, sanson and louise out who would be potentially if he had those two deep sitters would be uh, potentially the taking note both of those spots uh, if you know if they were fully fit and at it then uh, there's an opportunity there for the likes of ramsey I think uh, it was good actually it's good to see Trezeguet back in uh, the training footage and yeah. um, Gerard said he's getting him involved uh, as as often as possible in the training uh, going forwards and if he need somebody with that drive then uh, Trezeguet might find himself uh, you know getting above the likes of Troy uh, in terms of the the pickings match day squad pickings yeah because you know for
2: all his inconsistencies he's a hard-working player and there's, there's a lot to be said for that and I'm sure someone like Stephen Gerrard will say well I respect your you know your your work rate we just need that little bit more end product but as we've said for years on the pod when you need a big goal Trezeguet often pops up with it
0: yeah, when you're struggling, you need hard workers in because it's it's not easy. You need a bit of blue-collar graft to uh, get up and running. So he might favour that, uh, especially in the early, uh, you know, the first few months and, you know, across this tough December period that's about to uh, rear its head as well. Yeah, and also ultimately in those positions, we're going to have four guys who all want to play on the wing and
2: it might not even be if one can get in the starting lineup, you might end up having three of them on the bench most weeks.
0: Uh, in terms of Brighton, uh, well, hasn't been... Uh, uh, an easy fixture in recent times? No, I mean obviously both games last year. We we you know we lost the game at Villa
2: Park, didn't we? And we should have lost the game at their place. The season before, we actually did a lot better against them, but we it took a stoppage time goal to beat them at our place. And the-
0: Villa's record against Brighton at Villa Park is uh, reasonably decent. Uh, yeah. The last, uh, I mean, that defeat last uh, season was uh, was that like the first defeat in thirteen, the last thirteen games at yeah. Villa Park. Uh, it would be good if that didn't become a regular occurrence like you know the likes of our recent record against Southampton for example in the Premier League yeah you have to stamp down on this but I mean under Potter organized team I mean this I used to live there in Brighton uh, it's a few years now I mean I've had a couple of spells there and even back then the last time I was there uh I think they were in the championship then they were known for uh and I've been to see them a few times. It, it, playing really, their approach play was great. but They just never had that marksman up front, and this is, seems to be the same thing that's been labelled at them at the moment. You know, even though they've got the likes of Malpai, they just haven't got the uh, the twenty goal man. And they create a lot of chances.
2: Yeah, they they started the season well, didn't they? And then they've kind of not tailed off as such, but they've they've been drawing a lot of games. They're like the draw yeah. specialist in the league because they just. They can't get over the line
0: against teams. Defensively, they're very well organised. I mean, this is—I mean, if Smith, for example, was in charge, you would not want Brighton going 1-0 up at Villa Park because then you're looking at the fixtures and you're thinking, I think we joked about this. Ten well, games. Joke. <laughs> it wasn't a joke, but suddenly, I, I did actually say, if we go 1-0 down against Brighton, uh, then suddenly you're thinking, well, if we lose that, we're away against Palace. Palace uh, don't get beat very often and then you you know then you're coming up against Manchester City's Liverpool's and that 10 game you're getting to the stage where the players have lo- will lose belief and uh you're in a world of pain and when it comes to relegation battle so uh I think Villa will will benefit from that added uh application from players just with Gerard coming into town and I think in that that bounce, probably important in these next two games for sure. Yeah, huge. And just going into the Christmas run, you know, you really need to start,
2: just A, stop the rock from the five games and just get a little bit of confidence back into the side because they'll have that, as you said, that, that bit of new manager bounce and they'll be conscious of wanting to start well against Brighton, but you only need to make a couple of mistakes in the first five or ten minutes and... You kind of like back to square one in terms of your confidence, and I just hope the fans sort of stick with the team a little bit for this one because it could be one of those games that's
0: kind of like a gritty one, and you got to grind a win
2: out in this one. It it, it won't it won't it won't be a like a free flowing game of football. I don't think.
0: No, I mean they've lost. I mean you mentioned their draws; they've drawn uh, five of the last six, and uh, the only one that wasn't a draw was when uh, Manchester City beat, beat them four one, which uh, you know can happen to anybody. But uh, they'll be. I mean they've only lost twice this season. Manchester, that Manchester City result being one of them so uh, this is not an easy uh, not an easy tie and And our first uh, half record is not too clever no and to be 7 points behind Brighton after only 11 games is uh, not too clever either no (laughs) Agreed. But I think uh, we are literally, uh, if one of those bottom three win another game, then uh, we are now seriously looking over our shoulders. So uh, I think points are important there. So, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's a draw, just to break that sequence would be a would be a step in the right direction. But I'm sure Gerard will be uh, looking for the win. I mean, we, we can't, forget that we uh, went into this season pretty bullish considering we'd just bought in three 30 circa 30 million pound players so we can't lose track of that this is not a a crap squad that we've uh, assembled and that would be part of Gerard's reasoning for taking the job he would have seen what's in that squad he would have definitely seen the mitigating circumstances that Smith hasn't really been allowed to uh Play his strongest team. Also, the fact that, you know, four of our six away games have been against the top six big teams. And uh, you're thinking, well, if that squad's fit, you know, I kind of fancy that. That's probably... And, you know, I've got a transfer window as well to come, so... uh...
2: That'll be one of the things he's looking at, isn't it? It's more sort of medium term, As he'll be just evaluating everything that he's got over the next few weeks and then sort of going up to the board and saying, well, this is what I need, be it I need one or two or whatever.
0: Yeah, but this this isn't a squad where it's like a new manager comes in and goes... uh... Oh uh, yeah, this, we need a rebuild here. Yeah, he's not going to do a Ron Atkinson, is he? He sells everyone and buys. No, because this is very much. This was very much purchases for the next level of Villa to add more depth to make them, you know, not dependent on just one player or one or two players. This was a a real uh, next stage in terms of squad depth. So it's more about adding, and I don't think we're talking numbers coming in uh, in January for sure. Maybe. Uh, more to do with effort and application I think and, and the midfield I think will be resolved uh, in January uh, if need be I mean you, you probably see Sanson going out on loan if he's not uh, the man that he was meant to be
2: I think you might find a couple as well actually I think you might find a couple more of the kids someone like a Chuck Murek, you know if he's not, if it's not looking like he's going to feature they'll probably try and get him a little bit of game time and get him a half decent loan move
0: uh, anyway uh, key stat going into this game Filler have conceded thirteen in their last five
2: games. Stephen Gerrard's Rangers conceded thirteen goals in thirty-eight league fixtures last season. So make of that what you will. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's
0: Rangers never played any teams with strikers, though, didn't they? No,
2: and a very let's be <laughs> frank, a very very. You no know, Celtic last season were about as bad as they've been in as long as you can remember.
0: Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the Villa Villa defence was the, the probably the strongest. Uh, Facet of our team uh, over the last, well, since we've been in the Premier League, uh, well, since Project Restart onwards. Yeah. So that is a bit of a concern because uh, clean sheets were becoming frequent. So uh, be good to see a couple of them uh, in the next couple of months for sure.
2: Yeah, that'd be a big one to get against Brighton,
0: right? Uh, if we had to poach one player from this weekend's opposition, who would we poach, and why?
2: It's kind of a strange one, isn't it, with Brian? Because individually, not too many jump off the page. Um, yeah, they're, not they're many would some of the get into
0: the team, would they?
2: No. I mean, I quite like Tarek Lampsey, the young lad at fullback. You know, he's rapid. But I, I quite like Matty Cash. Would I have him over him? I don't know. Bissouma in the middle of the park, who's you know big and strong, possibly is more what we would need right now. Some people would argue Malpai. You'd probably take Malpai's little bit of shithouse about him and put that in our team. But in terms of one individual, but would,
0: yeah. But but would Malpai get into a team over rings? No, would not. Nope. No, it wouldn't. We wouldn't play him over Watkins either. Le- what about Lallana, an older head uh, on the bench? Would you? Pl- would he start? Probably not. Yeah, I, I would. You'd know, probably have him as a bench option, but. Uh... Lewis Dunk at the back,
2: but possibly would be another good sort of squad option. But I wouldn't have him over Mings or Conza.
0: But uh, so I, I think a lot of credit goes to Potter. Maybe we should Usually. have taken Potter. Yeah, yeah, we'll have the manager <laughs> instead. Uh, so uh, we'll go with your uh, Lampy uh, vote on that one. But uh, would he be an improvement over Cash? I think he's
2: just more of a different option. You could probably turn him into a winger because he's lightning.
0: right, anyway, let's get out of here. We'll get back into the swing of things uh, after this Brighton game when we uh, get our first glimpse of what a Steven Gerrard-Aston Villa team looks like. Still very bizarre to see uh, Gerrard at Villa. The pictures look look like Photoshop. The videos of him seem to be deep fakes, but uh, I'm sure we'll all get used to it. And... uh, Just the character of the man is probably the most exciting thing about him taking over at Villa. I mean, it's early days in his career in terms of uh, whether he'll be any good or not, but uh, at this moment in time, I wouldn't back against him. No, I don't think I would. On that note, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. Aston Villa, nil. Brighton, (laughs) five. (laughs) At half-time. Crystal Palace, four. Aston Villa, nil. (laughs) Liverpool, six. Aston Villa, nil. Aston Villa, one. Manchester City, five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See you later, Gerard.
3: (laughs) Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.